Welcome to the eLaborate Topics Podcast, where we focus on lab-specific strategies for medical laboratory professionals. We're proud to be the healthcare detectives that work behind the scenes to get the results needed to influence medical decisions. Let's grow together and jump right into the lab. Advocacy is a much talked about topic in the medical lab community and a little bit more, especially now during the pandemic. Do you ever thought that advocacy is not for you? It's just for the professional associations? Well, today we have a guest and he's going to talk about how he started in the grassroots advocating for our medical lab profession. Welcome to another episode of Elaborate Topics Podcast. I'm your host, Lona Small, and Elaborate Topics is a weekly podcast where myself and my co-host, Taiwana Wilson and Stephanie Whitehead, come to you to bring you guests, tips, and tools to help you to excel both inside and outside the lab. And today I'm so excited for our guest, Jesse Day. And Jesse Day has such an interesting story, an interesting story of starting as a grassroots advocate and has blossomed into such a great, an interesting organization, but I won't go so much into telling you about Jesse. I'm going to let him tell you his story. So, Jesse, welcome to Elaborate Topics. Well, first, uh, I just wanted to thank you for having me today. I am really excited to be a guest on the podcast, and I think that the message you're putting out for everyone is really great, and it's really empowering for our community. Um, so, a little about myself. Um, my name is Jesse Day, and I am an ASCP board-certified medical laboratory scientist. I do currently work as a travel contractor right now. I'm just sort of bouncing around the country with my family and enjoying the sight. Um, but I've been involved with laboratory medicine since about 2013, actually, um, when I started working as a global health volunteer in Haiti. And then later, I started working as a phlebotomist, actually, in 2015, um, all the way through my undergraduate career. Uh, I eventually graduated from Virginia Commonwealth University's College of Health Professions, so I do have a Bachelor's of Science in Clinical Laboratory Sciences, and um, in just a few months, I'll actually be finishing my Master's degree in Healthcare Administration. So wow. that's a little about me. That's awesome. And I love that you have seen all the different sides of the profession. You have started as a phlebotomist. You have moved and you have gotten your Bachelor's. You've been doing a lot of, um, you've been working in different labs across the country, and now you're doing your master's in healthcare administration. That is so awesome. So 
how did you get involved in advocacy? You know, really, for me, advocacy has sort of been at the root of everything I've known. Um, it's really been a passion of mine to just fight for people who were discouraged or lost. And so coming into this community in terms of my professional background, um, I've served in two laboratories that really took direct stands in advocating for their needs. Um, and one of those laboratories even threatened um, a strike without any sort of like union backing. So in both situations, I was a very new laboratorian, um, and it was just really empowering for me and really spoke to me about how we as a community had a voice uh, to make change. So in both situations, they were resolved quickly with large financial allocations to the laboratories, and somehow both times I became the face of the revolution, so to speak. <laughs> So I just sort of felt that I had found my place in advocacy and interprofessional collaboration and helping helping other people understand us better. Wow. So as a young professional, you was kind of you're kind of one of the ones leading the charge with advocating for the profession. Absolutely. That, I, I feel like I would attribute a lot of that to my university, actually. Um, they, they really were fundamental in preparing us as students to, to go out and be advocates for the future of the profession because we were graduating during the pandemic and it was such a dynamic time um, and visible time for us as laboratorians. Yeah, you said that you actually got some things that you were asking for. Tell us about the success of just your general journey when it comes to advocacy. So we've been very successful, or I've been very successful. Um, I feel like in both situations we achieved our goals and made major strides for the professionals. Uh, the first was a facility in Colorado where we didn't um, necessarily receive the incentive pay that others were receiving, and that was immediately rectified. And it was amazing to see um, that the laboratory wasn't forgotten. And then again later um, at a different facility in Nashville, there was a, a large dispute about a market adjustment that occurred, and ultimately the lab unified and just stood together and talked it out and won millions of dollars in resource allocation. Um, so it was just very, uh, very amazing uh, to see the support coming from the laboratory community and everyone taking a stand together to achieve those goals. Wow, you don't we don't see a lot of those successes in the lab. I know we we fight for for a while, we advocate for a while, but 
millions of dollars, winning millions of dollars from an organization standing up. It's awesome. Um, And I know that we have leverage right now with the pandemic, but even so, I think that's some really great success that maybe others could learn from. Um, So I'm guessing that your new organization that you formed came about as a result of that. Tell us a little bit about what came out of that in terms of an organization that, you know, I heard about. Right. So in in the the heat of the revolution, so to speak, uh with the large uh, health system in in Middle Tennessee, um we felt like we needed to call on other voices. Um so we asked for backing from universities and independent professionals um all the way through advanced degree levels like the PhD and DCLS, educational programs throughout the state, independent educators. And that unified voice is really ultimately what brought about the millions of dollars that we won. So um, as a result, myself and others decided to form an organization uh, or coalition called the National Coalition for the Advancement of Laboratory Professionals, or NCALP for short, um, which is a grassroots organization that we founded earlier this year after that major unification of workers. Um, the organization is ultimately meant to be a coalition of medical laboratory professionals or anatomic laboratory professionals. We're not really trying to be exclusive. Um, it's about phlebotomists, medical technologists, cytotechnologists, histo, our educational programs, our educators, our advanced degree holders, independent professionals. It's all about amplifying our voice and forming a coalition that can serve in the capacity of a boots-on-the-ground advocacy for the worker. And I know a lot of people immediately think of a union, but we're not trying to achieve the goals of a union. We're simply a group of like-minded professionals that want to have a tangible power and sense of alliance and unification that's really been missing from the profession for so long. Wow. So the good, what I love about it is that um, you're trying to ensure that everybody's voices are heard from the phlebotomist, the histotech, and everyone. And so does it involve any of the professional um, associations or you're just a coalition of just the individual groups of professions that's within the medical lab professionals? So at this time, we formed an independent board of um, professionals. We call it the Professional Council. 
It's currently made up of 18 members, and the board president is Dr. Perry Scanlon from Austin P. State University. And then I'm serving as the non-voting member. However, recently, the Professional Council passed a resolution on October the 4th as a statement of, actually, I will read it directly to you. Go ahead. Yes. We adopted a proposal, and it is a statement of position to align with professional societies. So we do believe that our work should include collaboration to strategically align our common goals and achieve systemic policy change with common partners and our professional societies. That's, that's an important goal that we're working towards. Um, we have not yet achieved, but that is the plan. Um, additionally, yeah, yeah. And um, additionally, on October 4th, we did pass our mission and vision for the organization, which the mission of the NCALP is to provide direct advocacy for medical laboratory professionals in the areas of education, certification, national licensure, and wage equity to assure long-term quality excellence in the practice of laboratory medicine. And our vision for the organization is to build upon a strong integrated network of clinical and community-based resources that strengthen and promote laboratory professionals and their value to medicine, expanding the public's knowledge of the field to generate interest in the profession among young adults and further increase public attention and revenue for our professional development. Love that. Um, it's kind of very holistic, all in, in encompassing education, different licensure, wages, you know, promoting new professionals, you know, and and actually demonstrating our value <laughs> to healthcare, which is so important and that's really where one of the major challenge is and because of that value we're seeing the low wages, we're seeing that we're not attracting a lot of professionals and we're fighting it, it's, you know, it's really difficult because we're fighting for wages or even small incentives that especially now during the pandemic, that it's obvious that the lab, we're at the forefront of the pandemic and you had to go fight just like every other institution for labs to be recognized for those incentives when other people are getting the incentives and we're at the front line doing the testing because our value or contribution is not recognized enough. So I love what you're doing, especially at the grassroots, so that other young professionals can know that they can get involved. It's not just for the professional organizations like ACP or ACLS, and we all should be involved in our professional association, but we can be involved at our work level, at different level, at the grassroots level. 
and I love this. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. I think uh, something I've commonly quoted throughout this this formation of the organization is that rarely has our introverted nature as laboratorians called for a moment such as this. And I, I think it's important that we recognize the visibility and authority that we have in this moment. Yes, and you leverage that. So what's one key lesson that you've learned along the way? I would say that we should never underestimate the power of our voice in our community. Um, I think typically the laboratory community uh, with a workforce of about 305,000 um, is is smaller than most of the other health professions, but one voice becoming two makes it twice as powerful. So what happens when one voice or 18 voices turn into 2,500 voices or 50,000 voices? At the grassroots level, we as laboratorians can make huge strides with those numbers and that sort of visibility. And so I guess my message and my question to, to the listeners would be, if not now, then when? And if not us, then, then who? Awesome. That is so, so true. And I love the analogy of the voices when we're actually coming together. I always say when you come together, you're not adding voices, but you're multiplying voices. So it's like, you know, that amplification is so great when we come together to collaborate and join voices together. Awesome. I love that um, lesson that you've learned. So what advice would you give to like a medical lab professional that wants to get involved in advocacy that maybe at some point thought that, you know, they don't have that authority, but there's something on their heart that they really, they feel strongly about and they want to advocate. What advice would you give? Um, for me, I, I'm still what many people would consider a baby tech, so to speak, or baby scientist. So I've felt that feeling often um, of sort of being unsure about how to be an advocate. Um, so I think my best advice would be to get involved with our professional organizations Play, you know, they're playing an increasingly important role in lobbying and career development efforts, and it's important that we're engaged at every level. And so I would encourage you to get involved with ASCP as a career ambassador or career ambassador or committee volunteer. Um, ASCLS always needs new professionals for numerous committees and developing plans. And then also at the grassroots level, we welcome you at the National Coalition for the Advancement of Laboratory Professionals. 
um, we do believe that will be a great tool for communities in amplifying those voices and and being a boots on the ground advocacy resource um, for for these smaller hospitals and health systems that need need a voice now. But we do recognize that change doesn't always happen in a day, but it's never going to happen at all if we don't rise to the occasion. That's, that's a very powerful one. That is so true. We have to actually just do it, especially now. Now is a good time. So, Jesse, um, I'm impressed with all the things that you're doing, especially, you know, a young professional leading all these changes, um, having all these successes in advocacy. So do you have a mentor? And if you do, how has mentor impacted your professional journey? You know, I I really love this question, and it's something I get a lot. Um, I have so many mentors, and I, I really think of Maya Angelou's poem about rainbows in the clouds. Um, she she said that so often there were clouds in her life, but she had people who guided her all along the way. And I really feel the same. As a child, I came from a very economically disadvantaged background, and life was difficult. Journey was very unclear at times. But so many times there were people who held my hand, whether it was an educator or just a mentor in the community or friends. And so today... Today, I'm a lot of different places all the time, and I find myself drawing strength from all those people. Um, Something Maya Angelou said that really stood out to me was before she went on stage, she would always say, come with me. I need you now. And actually, today before the podcast, I said that same thing to myself. Some of those Mm. people are long dead, and I haven't seen them in years, but their love and their lessons live on with me. And so professionally, I'm reminded that kindness goes far and our humanity doesn't require achievement to be valid or to be recognized. We're all important and have a part to play in the puzzle of life and the puzzle that is the medical laboratory. And that's why specifically at the in CALP, we committed to the core values of fostering a culture of respect and appreciation that's responsive and inclusive, ensuring mutual respect and genuine appreciation of diversity and excellence in laboratory medicine, and also just collegiality and interprofessional collaboration because the, the nurses aren't the enemy. And administration's really not the enemy. Um, it's just about bringing a greater understanding of our value to medicine and the laboratory's value to the future of medicine. I love that so much. And um, I also have a saying that when you contribute, in a collaborative environment, 
you demonstrate value, you gain an impact, you have that impact and you have that, in, you actually have an inspiration for the others. But the important thing is that you're contributing in a collaborative environment and you're actually demonstrating the value in that sense. Because when you're hidden, you're not visible, it's very difficult for people to see the value. So I love that collegiality and collaboration, and I love that idea of inclusivity and mutual respect because a lot of times we think that advocacy means that, we, yes, you're fighting, but you have to know how to fight. And I love that um, culture of respect and appreciation and that inclusivity part that you're, you're having as a core value. Awesome. What a journey um, for and what a great role model you are. We talk about being a mentor, and I think that you're a mentor for a lot of older professionals and new professionals because based on what you have done in such a short time, it's such a testimony for so many people. And so, you know, you have role models, and you are really a role model. So, Jesse, um, we're almost wrapping up here, So, but I want you to tell the listeners how they can get involved, um, how they can stay connected with you. I know a lot of people listening and seeing what you have done in such a short time, and they would like to do that themselves, maybe not to that level, but how can they actually just get involved, stay connected with you, and learn more from you? Yeah, so right now our biggest focus is just building community. Um, the organization itself is undergoing so much structuring and the, the fine details. So it's important that we get to know the people around us and our professionals and what their needs are so that we can hope to address them. And so right now I would encourage listeners to follow our Facebook page. Um, it is the National Coalition for the Advancement of Laboratory Professionals. And there you can find the latest updates we also have a sign-up for our newsletter and more information there. We do post weekly and regularly. We do have a website as well. It is ncalp.com. Um, we only have a temporary homepage there, but we hope to have our full website launched in the coming weeks. And we are growing our social media footprint to include LinkedIn and Twitter in the very near future. Um, but if you have an immediate need or you just really want to talk one-on-one -on -one with myself or the organization, they could also reach us anytime at info at ncalp.com or you can reach me directly at jesse, J-E-S-S-E dot day, D-A-Y, at ncalp.com. Or you can always find me on LinkedIn at Jesse Day. Awesome, Jesse. What a 
very interesting conversation and very important topic. And I'm sure that a lot of listeners have taken away a lot from this and they will be getting in touch with you to learn more to see how they themselves can advocate for such our important um, organization for our profession. And so thank you for talking about grassroots advocacy for our medical lab profession. Um, it was really fun having this conversation. And thank you, guests. For listening. So, Jesse, thank you so very much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you all. Thanks for listening. So, uh, it, we put a new episode out every Tuesday. And so, thanks for listening to this episode. And you can always get this episode and other episodes on directimpactbroadcasting.com or on your favorite podcast platform. And and make sure you share this episode, share it out with as many people as possible, and subscribe to Elaborate Topics Podcast. And if you want to be a guest on the show, you can always sign up on our forums on direct impactbroadcasting.com. So visit directimpactbroadcasting.com to see if you can either put comments, questions, or sign up to be a guest on the show, or we take suggestions for topics that you'd want to hear about. So email us also at elaboratetopics at directimpactbroadcasting.com and Until you hear from us again, have a great one. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Elaborate Topics, where your hosts discussed relevant strategies for laboratory professionals. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and listen to us on directimpactbroadcasting.com. Stay tuned for another episode with information you can use to excel in your laboratory career.